from a scientific perspective and also, I suppose, if you are trying to lose some kilos for better health, then working out in the cold might potentially be more effective for weight loss than working out at a, at a warmer temperature. It's Women Like You, the podcast for women who hate working out but know they should. I'm Gab. I'm an audio producer and journalist. And I'm Sarah. I'm a GP and I work in fertility and women's health. And we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're on today and pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Now you've heard about hot yoga. Have you ever thought about trying cold yoga? Well, this is something I know that uh, you've been doing uh, without any choice, really. (laughs) Before we get into this episode, I just wanted to um, make reference to the fact that we've actually twice recorded this episode now (laughs) and twice something effed up in uh, the land of technology and both times it was unusable. So so third time lucky, maybe? I don't know. Third time's a dream and... And look, hopefully this means that this is like the most professional, <laughs> the most well rehearsed, the the most perfect podcast we'll ever release of all time. It's so funny because when we did it the second time, you and I were both like, oh, look, you know, not that we really want to be recording episodes twice, um, but the second time was so much better. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it really did. It did feel better. It did feel better. And then I went and listened to it. I was like, oh, no. Oh, my God. And now we can't even use it. It's all about building resiliency <laughs> in the face of hardship. It's <laughs> something that I think we'll get into a little bit in today's episode anyway. Yeah, I love that doctor speak though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. love that. The things you can control versus the things that you can't. Okay, so talk to me about cold yoga because this is something that you've been doing. Well, <laughs> yes, it is something that I've been doing. It's something that I've been inadvertently doing yeah. because I had not intentionally set out to uh, to practice cold yoga. And in fact, I said to you that I've been doing cold yoga lately, basically poking fun at the whole hot yoga movement, um, simply because it's so freaking cold where I'm living at the moment. And uh, and look, I I love the cold weather, so this is this is not a complaint. Don't need to come at me, Blue Mountains Council. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it, yeah, I've just been I've been quite diligent. I think since our last episode, when I said that I'd kind of done one or two sessions and it had really helped with my achy bones, um, I've been yeah quite diligent at getting up every morning and doing kind of a half hour yoga with Adrian session before I kick into my work day. But uh, it was it was one morning last week, I think, and I had a quick look at the the temperature app on my the weather app on my phone, and it was two degrees, two degrees, <laughs> two degrees, two degrees, and uh, and I tell you what, I felt both of those degrees <laughs> when I laid down on that yoga mat. It was like it was absurdly cold, and so I said to you, like, oh, I'm doing cold yoga as though that's a thing. And, uh, and I remember that you said, well, knowing big fitness, it probably exists. <laughs> and lo and behold, I Googled it and there is such a thing as cold yoga. Surprise, um, surprise. Surprise, surprise. There's something for everyone. Um, there's, in fact, there's a specialised yoga studio in New York. Why do these trends always seem to start in New York or LA? But they always seem to. Um, this uh, this class is, oh, the concept is called Burn, B R R R N. So I guess it's like burr, cold, and burn. Burn those calories. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
And this particular studio in New York has three different classes available. There's a yoga-inspired strength and mobility workout done at 16 degrees. This is centigrade. Yep. 16 degrees, a core and cardio focus workout that's done at 13 degrees, and a HIIT class that's done at 7 degrees, but seemingly no yoga with Adrian at 2 degrees in the Blue Mountains. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, they call it the first cool temperature fitness studio in a workout culture that preaches the hotter the better. So interesting. I mean, uh, first of all, one point here, anyone who's listening outside of Australia is probably going two degrees in winter. Like that's nothing. We, you yeah. know, we get sub-zero degrees. Uh, but for us, that's very cold. Um, yes. And also, I mean, you say that um, there's no yoga with Adrian done at two degrees yet, but I mean- business opportunity, you could become the, you know, the, the, the burn master in the Blue Mountains. <laughs> I could. I could. Well, well, we'll, we'll try and, uh, and schedule that in at, at some point in the, in the future. In amongst study and consults and uh, life and everything else. Exactly. And axe chopping. Axe chopping? Wood chopping with an axe. <laughs> See, I'm clearly an expert at this. Uh, but I thought we'd have a little bit of a look at kind of the science behind cold exposure and exercising in cold temperatures uh, more generally. So, so not just the cold yoga, but just cold exercise mm. and uh, and kind of the science behind that. Is it is it good? Is it better than exercising in, in the heat? Is it better than exercising at a more neutral temp? And look, there's a lot of talk about how your body can theoretically burn more calories in the cold. And I mean, that's not why I'm doing my daily yoga. I'm kind of trying to keep that as a little bit of a habit to help with some strength and flexibility and to iron out some of my old lady knots. Um, <laughs> but the theory behind the increase in metabolic rate, I think, is still quite interesting. Mm. There was an article that I was reading and they spoke to Dr. Kristen Stanford, and she's a researcher from the Ohio State University, who says that when you're cold, your body is constantly working to maintain its normal body temperature. And it feels like that at seven o'clock in the morning when it's two <laughs> degrees. Um, it does this by burning energy to maintain heat production, basically meaning that if you're working out in the cold, you could be burning more calories than working out at a friendlier temperature. One mechanism that your body uses to do this is by activating something called brown fat, which works to produce heat. So unlike white fat or what we just kind of typically consider fat to be, mm. And we know that too much white fat can be harmful. Yep. Brown fat, conversely, is metabolically active. Oh. In some related research, the team performed a sleep study uh, looking at sleeping in different temperatures. Um, and they, they had three groups, one group who slept at 26 degrees, one at 23 degrees, and one at 19 degrees for one month each. And those same researchers found that when subjects slept at the coolest temperature – their brown fat increased by an average of 42%. 42%? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty huge. impressive. Um, so Dr. Stanford's research has identified a specific lipid within brown fat that's responsible for some of these metabolic changes, and that same lipid circulates in your blood after exercise, indicating that low temps and physical activity trigger this same kind of fat-burning effect, which is, again, look, I think it's interesting. It's interesting science even if you're not actively trying to lose weight. And we always want to steer mm. away from our motivation for exercise purely being weight loss. Yeah. But from a scientific perspective, and also I suppose if you are trying to lose some kilos for better health, then working out in the cold 
might potentially be more effective for weight loss than working out at a at a warmer temperature. And um, you know, even if you don't want to work out in the cold, you could just sleep in the cold and yes. <laughs> increase your brown brown fat by forty two percent. I have an electric blanket, so I am uh, I'm probably sleeping at like forty six yeah. degrees centigrade. Um, but uh, but I, I just I think that's it's really it's quite fascinating how also I think how we think about you know white fat versus brown fat yeah. and that you know a, a bit like this concept of good cholesterol and bad cholesterol look there's no moral judgment on white fat or brown fat but if there are you know if there are techniques that we can utilize or environments that we can utilize to improve this metabolically active fat which might have some positive impacts on our health and uh, and if doing that just involves getting a little bit cold sometimes then that feels like something that uh, that we could that we could do. Yeah, especially in winter when you don't really have a choice in the temperature. You know, it is what it yeah. is. That's really interesting. And so, yeah, so this brown fat is actually okay, as, as you say, similar to the good cholesterol, bad cholesterol thing. Yes. Sorry, my dog's having a little bark in the background. Um, <laughs> yeah, so brown fat is is metabolically active. It can actually break down like blood sugar and fat and create heat, um, and that can help you to maintain your body temperature. Babies are born with quite a lot of brown fat compared to white fat because mm-hmm. they need extra help in maintaining their body temperatures because obviously they can't just get up and go for a run if they're cold. <laughs> um, and and we really, you know, rather than thinking of white fat as being bad, white fat really is a, it's a storage mechanism. It's a storage unit, whereas that brown fat is metabolically active. It's actually churning churning through some energy to produce heat to keep us warm in the cold. Like like little Duracell bunnies, you know, moving yeah. around your body. That's really interesting because, yeah, I mean, I would have just thought of fat, all fat is is bad. You know, that's kind of our, our and, and that's the thing, like we do as humans, we do need body fat. Absolutely. Just not in excess. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, doctor, working yes. out or doing your yoga in the cold, how does it actually feel? Like I'm assuming it's very difficult to kind of, you know, like I know that you've been really focusing on your two-minute habit, which is just getting out of bed and getting, getting straight on, on the, the mat. mat. Yeah, That's it. Just I have a, seeing what I've, happens. I've been really just trying to do that. And yep. it, look, it, to, to, you know, to be perfectly honest, it hasn't always worked. I, I jumped out of bed on Monday morning of this week and I just wasn't – I wasn't feeling great um, and I got on the mat and I pretty much, oh, look, I got on the mat, so that's a high five to me. Yeah, that's your um, habit done, tick. But I just, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. I was, I was a bit tired, I was a bit headachey and I pretty much did the whole session in child's pose, but I got on the mat. Um, look, on a, on a good day and most of them have been good days, it's, look, it, it is really hard to get into corpse pose or savasana or whatever it's called um, because when you are just lying there and I'm like... <laughs> I sleep in my thermals and so I just jump out of bed. I'm wearing my thermals and I get straight on the mat. Yeah. Um, it's it's uncomfortably cold but tolerably cold, okay. I would say. And I tried to do it in socks one morning so I thought that might help because the floor is so cold. Um, but I was just slip sliding all over the joint. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. No, I'm going just to break it. something. <laughs> suck it up. Just, just take your socksies off. But it's it's really uncomfortable, I would say, for about five minutes. And I'm ten I'm I'm typically doing kind of a twenty-five to thirty minute yoga session. Yeah. Um of of varying intensity. Some of them are very quiet and juicy and some of them are quite spicy. But yeah, the first five minutes is is really hard. And then you do you, you both I think you mentally warm up and you physically warm up. And then it's by the by the end of the session, you 
are really not at all focused on the fact that it's two or three degrees. Yeah. You're done. You're done. I mean, it's so interesting that you have been experiencing this recently because I remember back in the early days of the pandemic, like 2020 pandemic, everyone's working from home. Um, well, you weren't. Um, and it was uh, it, it, it was still just, just, I mean, it seems like five years, 10 years ago I now, isn't it? It's just such a, so weird time. So, so, many, so many repressed and suppressed memories of that time. <laughs> the pandemic that just keeps giving. Um, yeah, I, I remember actually getting into a bit of a habit because, you know, around that time was when you and I started to exercise more regularly you know we we kind of started with those two minute hacks of you just getting up and getting straight on the mat and just seeing what happened from there and as you say some days were awesome some days not so great but didn't really matter that was just about getting into that routine and my habit my two minute hack was getting out of bed and getting straight into my exercise gear and then whatever happened from there you know maybe I'd do some yoga in front of the tv maybe I'd do a workout in front of the tv maybe I'd go for a walk maybe I'd go for a run and I went through this like phase in the middle of winter 2020 where I would head down to my local park um and I've talked about this it's a beautiful is that place the park, is that the park with the trampolines the park with the same park with the trampolines yes. same park that you and I have gone running at together yes. uh, this beautiful walkway along the river um and, and you know it's away from traffic and and fumes and you know it's a, it's a bit more quiet, so I really yeah, it's enjoy it. It's a little bit it. of an oasis within yeah. the uh, the very busy part of Sydney that you live in. Yeah, absolutely. And I I just got into this habit of going for runs in the middle of winter, um, and it was cold. You know, like I remember one day looking and it was about three degrees, or you know, even if if it was like five or six degrees, but the wind chill made it, it feel like, like wind you know, is t- making it feel colder. Yeah, two or three. And it was so invigorating. It's it's yeah. such a once you kind of get going, you know, and I guess the hardest part is that mental aspect of just getting out there and, and you know, obviously making sure that you you've got good clothes on, that you're warm enough, um, that you've got yeah. water with you. You're not doing anything stupid. We're not walking out into the snow and with no shoes and hardly any clothes on. But there was something so uh, invigorating about doing hot, sweaty exercise in winter especially when you finish and you've got the sort of cool the cool temperature on your skin and it sort of helps you kind of come back down to normal body temperature it's so different from like working out in summer when it's so freaking hot and you just feel so gross and there doesn't seem to be any kind of reprieve yeah from, from the I, heat <laughs> look i agree and i'm i'm not a like i'm not a born summer person i don't i don't love the humidity i don't love the heat and when it's a stinking hot day outside the last thing that I particularly want to do is go out in that and exercise. Yes. <laughs> whereas, yeah. whereas I don't know. It's like I guess it's horses for courses, but I, I'm I'm way more open to to kind of moving my body when it is cold because it can warm you up. Whereas if you're already sweaty and feeling gross, then any extra exercise is it's it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I also do Bondi icebergs in winter. I haven't obviously the last few months because I've been pregnant and we couldn't find any good literature on whether it was okay to plunge yourself into ice cold water and sprint um, uh, whilst being, you know, in the early stages of pregnancy. But in a normal winter, um, as in also not in a COVID winter. I was going to say, it's been a while since we've had one of those. <laughs> I'm going to say 2019 was the last time uh, yeah. that we that we were able to consistently do it. But basically, yeah, I, I go to Bondi Icebergs, beautiful part of Sydney and Australia oh and God. the world. Yes. Um, and I, on a Sunday morning, and, and I jump into, like literally from, cold, from standing on the side of the pool, 
dive straight into an ice cold pool oh and I swim I swim a lap. Um, I just got I literally just got goosebumps thinking about that. <laughs> Honestly, there are some days like some days the weather is so gorgeous and it's like and the, the color of the water and you've got the beautiful beach beyond and you're just like oh this is heaven. And then other days uh, you'll be standing there and it's blowing a gale, it's raining, it's you know grey oh, and miserable and the sea is churning and you're just standing on the side of the pool waiting for your race going. I, what am I doing I, with my life? <laughs> I remember, and it was when you very first started, whichever whichever year was your first year at uh, at Icebergs, and you sent me like you sent me either a, a video or a photo, of, you know, on the standing on the edge of that pool, and it looked like the, you know when the sky looks just like Armageddon, yes, and it was just like that dark, blistery, yes. moody, nasty kind of. I'm like, what are you doing outside? Anyway, oh, no, I'm just, to hop on the pool. Yeah, I'm just going to go for a swim. Um, but, yeah, what's what does it feel like when you hit the water? It there is a moment of holy shit when you first when you first dive in, uh, and then you start sprinting, so you kind of warm up very quickly. And then I tell you what, when you get to the end of the race, it is so delightful. It's such a good feeling. There have been times when, uh, once all the races are finished for the day, um, and when I say races, you're actually just racing yourself and your time. You're not really racing everybody else. But how um, far is it? Uh, it's fifty yards, so not even a fifty meter pool. Okay, cool. Um, but you can do 40 yards or 50 yards. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes, like, I wait till the races are finished and then I'll, I'll jump in and, and have a bit of a swim, do some laps um, at, a, at a much more moderate pace. Uh, and it's just – there is something about swimming in winter. Like, it's really quite delightful. Um, and I remember, yeah, we were having a bit of a look around to see whether it would be safe for me to keep – to, well, you know, to keep doing it um, in the early stages of pregnancy. We couldn't find too much, but there was um, – I did find this forum of mums in uh, the UK, I think it is, and they go winter swimming in the UK. I mean, that would be a lot colder than here, right? Mm. Um, and But, they're, I mean, they're allowed to wear wetsuits where, we, you know, no wetsuits allowed at Bondi, togs only, swimmers only, <laughs> DTs only, depending on <laughs> what you're into. Uh, but, I mean, they're wearing full-blown wetsuits. But also, I guess the difference there is – they're probably walking into the surf slowly and, you, you know, you're kind of letting your body adjust to that temperature. I think that's worse, though. I think <laughs> that's worse. That, that, that idea when, you, when, you're getting into the, when you're getting into the surf for the first time, particularly when the water is cold and you're like, oh, it's up to my hips. Yes. Oh, it's up to my belly button. Oh, it's up to my boobs. That's, to me, that's excruciating. Yeah. I, like, I need just to throw myself straight Band-aid, in. Band-aid, rip it off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, look, yeah, there, look, there is some great research actually about cold water, cold water immersion um, and even there's there's research about cold water immersion for women who are pregnant uh, people who are pregnant who uh, and actually having better birth outcomes because of um, almost like stress preparation for your body in, in the process I of leading up to birth. I read a little bit about this when uh, when you were asking me about you know is it is, is it, it safe right for yeah. me to do this in early pregnancy and we couldn't really find anything concrete yeah. but yeah there was some interesting stuff about about birth outcomes and I think um, kind of looking also at at pain tolerance during delivery for women who'd had that pre-exposure cold water therapy in their third trimester. Yeah, wow. Well, I mean, I'm definitely now that, yeah, I'm kind of uh, further, in, further along in the pregnancy, I'm definitely keen to kind of, well, you know, we'll, we'll see how we go, but either, either either get back into Bondi Icebergs to finish the season. Uh, I probably won't plunge straight into the water, though. I'll probably hop into the pool first and, you know, be in the water before my race starts. Uh, and 
and also just cold the cold shower thing. I mean, it is a thing. There's a great Huberman Lab episode about the benefits of cold water immersion. I'll put the link in the show notes. Obviously, it's a, it's a longer episode, so um, I've just kind of pulled out a few notes from it, which I found really useful. But it's all about cold water immersion and um, using that for better health and, and better physical performance. Um there's a quote from the episode by forcing yourself to embrace the stress of cold exposure as a meaningful self-directed challenge, i.e. you're giving yourself a stressor. You exert what is called top-down control over deeper brain centers that regulate reflexive states. So you've chosen to put yourself in this situation and you exert what is called top-down control over deeper brain centers that regulate reflexive states. This top-down control process involves your prefrontal cortex, an area of your brain involved in planning and suppressing impulsivity. That top-down control is the basis of what people refer to when they talk about resilience and grit, which is really interesting. There you go. Yeah. Importantly, it is a skill that carries over to situations outside of the deliberate cold environment. So allowing you to cope better and to maintain a calm, clear mind when confronted with real world stresses. So in other words, deliberate cold exposure that you have chosen to undertake is great for training the mind. Um, And there's also, yeah, isn't it? It's it's just incredible. I mean, when you think about it, it would help you with things like dealing with, with stress, dealing with trauma. If you're kind of training yourself on a regular basis, like through this process of cold water immersion, either in a bath or a shower or a pool, um, that you're training yourself that you can do hard things and and you will be okay. And so you don't have that that immediate reflexive impulse when you're placed into or plunged into a situation that is quite stressful in real life. You don't have that immediate kind of impulse to react. You actually can take a moment to figure out how you want to respond, which is really interesting. Um, so Huberman has a protocol for cold water immersion. So this can be in an ice bath, uh, cold water, you know, in an outdoor pool or the ocean um, or in a shower as well. He says 11 minutes per week total, not per session. Okay. Yeah. So not so you're not standing in a, in a cold shower for 11 minutes. <laughs> it's 11 minutes across a week total. Uh, two to four sessions lasting one to five minutes each distributed across the week. You know, so if you do have a bathtub and you can fill it with cold water or cold water and ice, however hardcore you want to go. Um, yeah, you, want, you really only want to be sitting in there for one to five minutes at each time and only do that two to four times across a week. The water temperature should be uncomfortably cold yet safe to stay in for a few minutes because you don't want to give yourself hypothermia oh, yeah. here. We don't. We're, <laughs> this like your podcasters does not suggest hypothermia. No, no, no. no. no, no, no. Uh, but yeah, it's really interesting. And, you know, like since listening to that episode, I i mean, I haven't done it in winter, certainly, but I have tried cold showers for, um, you know, a fairly consistent period of time and it's totally doable. Um, and it it's amazing. Like you're not supposed to just sit still in the bath or stand still in the shower. You're actually supposed to move because that's actually what activates that brown fat response. Um, but it is actually, there is something about it that kind of makes you go, cool, I can... I can t- I can totally do this. I've totally got yep. this. My dad has a cold shower at the end of his shower every day and has done that for his entire life. Isn't and I'd have to say that for a man who's turning 78 next week, he's in pretty bloody good shape. He is. That's um, incredible. And he's just he's always done it. He always finishes with a with a cold shower. And <laughs> I've tried it. <laughs> you do live in the Blue Mountains, so it's a little hard. Yeah. It's yeah. But I mean, I've even tried that when I lived in Sydney and it's yeah. it's 
it takes some mental fortitude. <laughs> See, I reckon I couldn't do it at the end if I've been in a beautifully warm, comfortable shower for, you know, the first part of my shower. I have to do it from the start because then basically it's the same it's the same effect as jumping into the pool at icebergs. I just have to walk straight into the shower yep. and then go, okay, cool, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, okay, yep, I'm fine, yes, I'm fine. I do the cold, you know, for a couple minutes first and then I yep. turn to the hot and go, oh, thank God. <laughs> I tried. I tried um, the uh, the Wim Hof protocol, um, <laughs> Mr. Wim Hof, oh the guy Mr. that sits in like Antarctic freezing oh, waters. <laughs> and uh, and look, he's he's a bit of a magical thinker. I'm not going to lie. Um, he if you, what are you if saying, you doctor, <laughs> if you don't know who Wim Hof is, I implore you to just Google a little bit of Wim Hof on uh, on yeah. YouTube. I mean, he's he's known as the Ice Man. Yes, um, and he has. Uh, he has a book on the market, which I haven't read, um, but I did. I saw. I, I downloaded one of his protocols, um, and and it came with like video attachments. But the <laughs> the videos are of him in his DTs, yes, having a shower. And I was just, I was kind of struck by how obscure a video <laughs> this was that I was watching of some some uh, older gent from the <laughs> from far up in the Northern Hemisphere, in his undies, in the shower, telling me how to have a shower in my undies. Um, and it was, yeah, it was kind of just a moment where I've gone, how did I get to this point? Yeah, like, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? That's so interesting. Cause, but cause it's, but my, it is really interesting stuff. It is. I mean, my vision, my memories of Wim Hof are like those YouTube videos where he's literally like cutting cutting a, a, a circle in ice, you know, like the top of an iced, like a pool that's iced over or um, just – yeah, a river that's ice or whatever, and he'll just like cut a hole in it and then mm. hop in, like 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 you would do ice fishing, but yes. instead he's just he hops in. He's just putting his grey haired body right in. <laughs> Huberman does mention Wim Hof actually, but yeah, it's a really interesting episode. Um, there's a lot in it. You know, there's there's um, information in there about yeah, mental health, trauma, um, stress, all that kind of stuff, but also you know, exercise performance. Um, as well, and you know, we've all seen those videos of elite athletes sitting in an ice bath or or going into the ocean or a pool, you know, the next day after a big game or whatever. So, you know, there is, it's not all woo woo. There is a, a lot of science to it. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, you know, if you ever want to join me at Bondi Icebergs one Sunday, come, you know, dive into the freezing cold temperatures. It's one of the most fun, ridiculous, and exhilarating things you'll ever do. I highly recommend it. And look, you know, if you're nowhere near Sydney and nowhere near icebergs, um, just you know, there's there's winter winter swim clubs all over Australia. But even just heading to um, a local pool outdoors in winter, I highly recommend it. It's it's honestly the best feeling. And get on your yoga mat. Yes, even if it's cold. <laughs> even if it's cold, trust me, it's it's going to be uncomfortable for a few minutes, and then you will you'll get all of the beautiful juicy benefits of a nice stretchy session, and you'll have completely forgotten that you're freezing your tits off. <laughs> It's a medical term. <laughs> but also don't wear socks. <laughs> don't wear socks. <laughs> Unless you get some of those fancy ones that have got the little grippy bits on the bottom. But no, well, I just had toes. Yeah, yeah. I just had a pair of woolen hiking socks on and woo. Away she went. Away she went and she wondered why she broke a collarbone. Oh, oh I love it. All, All right. right. I think we're good. So, should we record this episode again tomorrow? <laughs> God, I hope this audio works. Uh, <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, honestly, I'd record with you every day if I could. Me too.
Something Like You podcast is produced by me, Gab Burke, and music is by Hamish Cavallari. Thank you for listening to our little pod. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter at womenlikeyoupodcast.com. I'm Sarah. And I'm Gab. And next week, we're going to look at why most 30-day fitness challenges are a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Love you know it. those ones that are like, uh, do th- a 30 squ- like squats for 30 days and change your life. Or like, I did push-ups for, you know, 100 push-ups a day for 30 days and now I'm ripped as far. Like, whoa, there's, there's literally every day of the week there's a different month-long challenge and they're so shit. I feel a Gab Burke rant coming on. <laughs> no. no. I mean, it's been a few weeks, surely. I don't know. Am I due for a rant? <laughs> Uh, I feel it in my waters, my love. (laughs) All right. I love you. I love you too. Have a good week. You too. Bye. Bye. Big name in the water.